The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. So Tennessee was 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 battling with a really good receiver uh, with Clemson. And Tennessee had a in-home visit, and then Clemson had a, a, a visit. Tennessee, uh, not Tennessee itself, but some, some people around this player that wanted to see him go to Tennessee, basically took him out of town, like took him out of town to a NFL football game so Clemson would not be able to reach him. And they cannot perform the in-home meeting for the last pitch. And this player, well, I'm going to Tennessee. So, like, stories like that are very, very, very um, normal, actually, when one school is blocking another school from, from communicating with said player or one school is setting it up to where a player basically just disappears for a couple of days um, to hide that player from another school. That happens. That happens a lot. So that recruiting story from Ed Ogeron about Adrian Peterson, man, it did not surprise me at all because we've seen so many stories like that kind of behind the scenes. Now, if we cover recruiting as you do, Ben, man, you'll hear more and more and more of those that you just can't tell publicly. You can't no. share them. I think you should write a book, though. Mm, no, I don't, I don't have enough to write a book. You know it would be radio gold, and this will never happen, so so don't get your hopes up. I'm just speaking hypothetically. It would be awesome to have Brent Hubs come in here on, I don't know, just random day in, in June during the real dead period, mm-hmm. and just from 7 to 10 tell recruiting stories. You know he he's locked and loaded. I think he I bet he has several that he could he could tell. One thousand percent. And it wouldn't be like And would still have some that he couldn't tell. Yeah, like he like he wouldn't be able like he wouldn't divulge too much. Like he wouldn't, you know, paint Tennessee in a bad light or anything like that. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he would have some that he could paint Tennessee in a bad light, but I think he would have a whole lot that would be really good and juicy and interesting. But it wouldn't like it wouldn't destroy Tennessee. It wouldn't make Tennessee look bad. But the recruiting, I tell you, man, the recruiting game is so so dirty, dirty. <laughs> and mind blowing. It really is, man. Like you, you hear the the phrase or the saying that. When you know how the sausage is made, mm-hmm. it's it, it changes how you feel. That is 1,000% true. 1,000% true. It's just different, man. It is just totally, totally, totally different. 865-255-03. Uh, next segment, I'll, uh, I'll play my conversation with Darnell Wright. Um, last night on The Locker Room, he was a guest. And uh, we had a sit-down part of the um, show 
there. There's a segment called Player's Perspective. It's where I sit down with a player, and, you know, we just chop it up. And I asked him about, you know, last season and, and um, what to build on and expectations uh, going from year one to year two under Josh Heupel's, you know, some of his personal goals, what he thought of some of the new, newcomers and some of his teammates. So uh, he, has some, he has some nice quotes. And I'll, I'll play that next segment. Dang, sounds like uh, OBJ towards ACL. Yeah, when you know, you know, man. You just, yeah. Well, the, now it's like a, an official report that the Rams are concerned that his non-contact injury during the Super Bowl is an ACL tear. Mm. That just stinks. I, I, and I said it last week. I, I was wrong on Odell. I, I last couple of weeks I had kind of somewhat grown to to like him, or, or was growing more fond of him. I mean, he. Everybody criticized him for for not putting the team first, and I criticized him for that uh, in New York and in Cleveland. And then he goes to L.A. and is more than happy to play the the second fiddle role, be 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 second fiddle to Cooper Cup, and didn't complain. And I mean, even last night, you you could kind of see that he had bought into that, he even just celebrating with his teammates and how much it meant to him to win a Super Bowl. So I, I hate that. He, he finally gets out of football hell with the Giants and the Browns, ends up in a good spot for, for him and, and his career, and then he tears his ACL. That that really stinks. I think so. And his see- second ACL tear, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, receiver, I think some receivers get a really bad rap because – if, if you're playing on any team, you're playing on any team, any sport, and you have a will to win, you want to win, you want to help the team win, and you know that part of helping the team win involves, like, you and your success, individual success. So if you went to the basketball court and you know that you are a 47% free, uh, excuse me, three-point shooter, 47% three-point shooter, but no one passed you the ball on offense, you would feel a certain type of way because you knew you know that you shooting the ball is best for the team. But it can be turned around like, oh, he just wants to shoot the ball because he wants to get the points. And Yeah, he wants to score and do his thing, but his thing also helps our thing. It also helps the team. If you want to take it to the football field, if a wide receiver – or a running back knows that he's good and his success means that the team is successful. If he's not getting a rock, of course he's going to be a little bothered by that. If you are a great hitter and, all right, you're not the great, the, the, the best defensive player, you know, so you're a DH or whatever, and all you do is hit home runs, but you're not put in position to hit home runs. You're not even putting a lineup to do that. Of course you're going to be upset and bothered. It's just crazy to me that anytime a player voices a little bit of um, displeasure, they get labeled as being like selfish and 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 they're not thinking about the team. Well, hey man, if I'm successful, the team is successful, and I can speak to that for sure because there was times when I, you know, playing Tennessee, and I was like, yo, I like. 
get, get me the ball. <laughs> like, I'm beating him. I can help us be successful. I can help us pick up this first down. But if you're not getting me the ball, I can't do that. But if I just complain about getting the ball, it comes across, oh, man, he just wants the ball. He's just selfish. No. We're not having success in the passing game. We're not making big plays. I can help us do that. So I, I think Odell kind of got some unfair criticism. And listen, he had a, a bad decision when he's with the Rams, excuse me, when he's with the Giants and they went to the playoffs and had like a little bit of time and decided to go down to the beach and him and some teammates and, you know, they were on a boat. The biggest crime, uh, crime there was, you know, he had guys on the boat wearing like Timberland boots and stuff, and jeans. That was just weird. It was like a, a Jagged Edge music videos from, from the early 2000s. But like, yeah, he had a he had a moment there. And then, you know, him in the, in the kicker's net, that – that, that was that wasn't good, but like get the, get all the cameras off the sideline. He's frustrated. Football players throw helmets; they're frustrated. It, it happens. happens. It, it happens in all sports. It happens. It happens. But you know, I, I just there, think, there's at least one player a game in baseball that throws their bat, throws their helmet in the dugout, throws an elbow guard. I mean, it, it happens all the time. Frustrated. In Football is just there's there's no locker room or or clubhouse to run up the steps to 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 voice your frustration or, or take it out on on something that that the cameras can't see yeah they're, they're winning and you haven't heard anything from Odell that just tells you all along that's 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 all that matters for him and he's, he's never been in like trouble trouble no and well I think receivers get a bad rap because of the receivers are divas but they, they get a worse rap than they deserve because some of the, the receivers that have really been divas, the, the Terrell Owens of the world, like everybody sees OBJ and the net get it into to a fight and they just, just automatically assume he's like T.O. or Antonio Brown. Yeah, he's not, he's not, he's not, so, that, he's not that guy, man. He's a stereotype with all the other. Diva receivers. Yeah. yeah. Receivers are not the only divas on the team. You got DBs who are who are also divas. Yes. Yeah, they both both of them are really in the same category. Here's, here's the, the, the true reality. All athletes in any sport are divas. And, and have it was well, egotistical, the, the better mm-hmm. word to use, because all of them have egos. Arrogant. Mm-hmm. Gotta be confident. To, to a certain extent. Yeah. Peyton Manning. Is is arrogant to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. It's just about how every single athlete is arrogant. Derek Jeter, arrogant. Tom Brady, arrogant. Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, arrogant. You gotta be there. Yes, you've got to be that. In order to thrive at that level, you you've got to be arrogant. You've got to be. Who who's the nicest person ever in sports? The nicest person ever. Oh man. Hmm. Even they are arrogant is the point. I can't think of a, a good example off the top of my head, but he, even the nicest person ever in sports is arrogant to a certain extent. You have to Larry, have Fitz, Larry Fitzgerald. Yes, and, yeah. and I guarantee you Larry has a cockiness to him. You got it being 
You have to. To, to, be, to play at that level, you got to have confidence in yourself. So the true reality is, to a certain extent, all athletes are divas. Some are just a bigger divas Correct. than others. Josiah Jordan James is arrogant. You got to be. Urosh. John Fulkerson is arrogant. Just in his own little way. Own little way. I don't think you're wrong there. Justin Fields, though, he's just a bad dude. He's just cocky. There's a difference. Who? Justin Fields. That most overrated quarterback in the league. Don't be talking about my quarterback. you just mad that you don't have him. I, I'd rather have Mason Rudolph than Justin Fields. All right. So that sounds good. <laughs> I'd rather have Dwayne Askins. He's a better Ohio State quarterback anyways. Boy, you crazy. 865-255-03. Let's hear from old Darnell Wright, man. He's been here a long time, it seems like. But not really. Let's hear what he had to say yesterday on the locker room. We'll play that audio coming up next. If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Good morning, Swain Event crew. The new year is here and it's the 2022 East Tennessee real estate season. As I always do, I'm going to shoot straight with you. If you have a home to sell, then you need to give me a call ASAP. Inventory is low and I will get you the most money possible and more than you think trying to sell it on your own. If you are a seller that also needs to buy a home, you need to call me ASAP. As there are ways I can help you manage that situation and stay in your home until we find what you want. If you are looking to buy, you need to call me ASAP. You absolutely need someone on your side to help navigate the current waters, and you need someone that's going to do their homework and find homes that aren't on the market yet. Bottom line, you need to call me today ASAP. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897. If you are buying, selling, or considering investing in real estate this year, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon, and go Vols! JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. 
and this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Hour 3 of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. SwainEvent.com, Fueled by Daddy and Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Let's try it out, man. Let's 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 hear from Darnell Wright. This was my interview, my conversation with Darnell Wright yesterday on the locker room. Um, so here is Mr. Darnell Wright, who will be, man, he'll be a, he'll be a junior, a senior. Right? No, man. 2019 was his first year or was it 2020? I know he got he has a free COVID year, but anyways, we'll get to that. Let's let's play the interview. Here it is. Darnell, um, last segment they asked you about being a five star freshman and the learning curve. What kind of advice are you giving or would you give the young players that are come in this class? Um the best advice I could give um is to just jump straight in. Jump straight into the water, like don't try to get your feet wet. Just go all in, see what happens. Last year, you guys were explosive offensively. Uh, it was fun to watch. I know it was fun to play in uh, after getting used to the, the tempo. Um, short yard situations, you know, how do you guys feel like uh, you can improve in the short yard situation? Because that's when you know everyone knows you're running the football. Um, and for offensive linemen, this is, this is when you say, all right, let's roll right. our sleeves up. It's a run. Yeah. They know it's a run. We know it's a run. Let's go. How do you think uh, you guys can improve in that area? 
Yeah, so so there's a little give and take from our offense. You know, we run, we go fast, and if you can imagine, um, offensive line, we're going fast, we're running down the field, and then say we have a short yardage play coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, if if we're tired, that short yardage play is not going to be as good as it would have been if we would have taken maybe the 10 seconds or whatever to huddle up and then, you know, get everything together and then run that play. So maybe we can slow it down sometimes a little bit in the short yardage. That just depends on the situation. Obviously, I'm not no head coach. I don't know. I could, <laughs> not, not yet, right? Yeah, but, you know what I'm saying, it could help. What What did you uh, take away from this season? What was, like, the best moment for, for you, Darnell Wright? Uh, was it a game? Was it a play? What was the best moment of the 2021 season for you? Uh, for me personally, it was probably against maybe maybe against Florida. Uh, I remember I, I gave up a sack, and it was like I came to the sideline. And usually in games, I don't get nervous. I don't get nervous to play. It's like I'm kind of like I'm not, I'm not nervous of anybody having, like, some type of talent that's going to really do something crazy to me. But in that game, I – I was in the right position, in the right, right, right space, and I still gave up a sack. And you know, what I'm saying I got kind of nervous. But then those guys on the sideline, like my teammates, they, you know, what I'm saying they talk to you, they tell you it's all good, like, and you grow from that. You you get confidence off of them. So, what what's the message for for this team? Obviously, you guys have uh, a good season. When you look at some of the predictions for last season and the preseason, you guys uh, exceeded those expectations. But when you met as a new team, 2022 team. What's, what's kind of the message from Josh Heupel uh, to take that next step and win more games? Um, he, he has he has things he says right now, uh, it's, it's one degree. So he was talking about how if you're, if you're boiling um, a pot of water and it's at 211 degrees, you turn it up one more degree and it's boiling. Mm-hmm. And it, it, before it was hot, but now it's boiling. So we just taking, taking it one step further Building off what we already we've already had, so. Who are some of the the young guys that you have you kind of been impressed with? You know, everyone comes in and they feel in themselves. I mean, mm-hmm. you've been through that as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, but who are some guys that you've kind of been impressed with? Maybe in the weight room, maybe on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are some guys that you know caught your eye early? Uh, definitely, there's there's a lot of guys. There's a whole lot of guys I can name, and I feel like besides one player, I say all the freshmen are coming in and they are taking. They're taking heed and taking advice as if, like, from from former groups, you feel like there's a little bit of hiccups when they get there. It's like, I feel like they're jumping in, like I said. I feel like they're jumping in. Um, besides one player, I think, feel like all of them are, like, taking advice and trying to get this thing rolling. Is NFL something that, that's, that's on your mind this season? You've been in the program a couple of years. Uh, you watch guys that you play with go uh, to the NFL, and Trey Smith have successful – uh, season his rookie season now. Kate Mays is making that transition to the next level. And it's your turn now. So, uh, is the NFL something that's kind of in the forefront of your mind as you're training and getting ready for the upcoming season? Yes, sir. It's been on my mind since, as long as I can remember. Um, and I'm just trying to take that next step. I'm trying to trying to see what the guys before me did and just try to copy them and imitate them. That's the best way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay to be a copycat as long as you are copying the right cat. And Trey Smith is a good cat to copy. Be like Trey Smith. That should be the message. <laughs> Don't know right. Be like Trey, man, everything that you do. Be like Trey Smith. So it wasn't long ago when uh, Darnell Wright was a, a senior there from uh, West Virginia and Tennessee was – going all out to, to bring him in, and uh, he had to be 
baptized by fire, played early for for Tennessee. But now, man, it's you know it's him being one of the older older guys and. Short yardage will be something that, that, that Tennessee will need to continue to improve at and get better at. Um, the tempo, it has its, it has its pluses. It certainly does. It also has its downside. And the, the fatigue factor is, 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 is part of it. And, you know, we've seen Tennessee try to um, execute some, some – some small little wrinkles to account for that, whether it's receiver not running a route because the ball's going to the other side or um, receivers on the running play, you know, not even coming off the ball. Like, this, you, you have to give up something. Like, if you want to run this offense with this type of tempo, you have to give up something. You have to be willing to give up something because you feel like what you get in return makes it worth it. And for Tennessee, most part of the season, like it was worth it. Offensively, Tennessee was was one of the best teams in the in the league, one of the best teams in the country, and took a a group of, of players, a roster that could scratch the hundreds last year, uh, two years ago in offense. So there's give and take. There's give and take with, with really with any offense. There's pluses, there's minuses, there's strengths, there's weaknesses. Your job as a coach is to maximize your strengths and minimize your weaknesses. And so one of the weaknesses with this offense is short yard situations, especially after seven, eight plays that you've ran, you run into a third down and one, or you run you run into a situation on the goal line, like in the ball game, and you tired. Like you tired. So this is when you gotta you you have to strain and then it is all mental. You gotta you gotta get low and execute your block. You can't do it if you're tired. So um, that's something that this offseason, these players need to understand when they're conditioning is you're pushing yourself for those moments, not just to run the offense, but when it's third down and short, and, and you you know you ran a couple plays, and you know the defense are tired. You're tired too, mentally. How do you ignore the fatigue and still carry out your responsibilities to make the play? So, I just want to know who the one player is of the early enrollees who who isn't buying in and and not doing good things. Man, I, don't, I believe he meant everybody is is doing what he need what he need, what they need to do, and I believe Darnell just mentioned everybody because he doesn't see one guy standing out. That's what I think he meant to say. Hopefully, that's what he meant to say. Yeah, if you if you're a freshman. Like, your eyes are wide open. This is new. Um, I I don't remember. I don't remember seeing a freshman that, like, that didn't buy in early. Because it's all new for you. Like, you, you have to kind of submit and, and, and follow directions and listen to the coaches and be coachable. So, I just think he kind of misspoke there. But, uh Man, he is junior. It gets here quick. It gets here quick. And he's going to be the man right there, left tackle, man, protecting Henry Hooker's blind side like he did last year. Did a pretty good job. Will have to be even better this year in the running game. 
and um, NFL was on his mind. It needs to be. I want players that want to play in the league. That's what I want. That's what I want. D.R. Ball said, what about J.J. Peterson? What about J.J.? What are he doing? You know, D.R. Ball, it's time to retire that joke. It's, it's, it's right. It's right, D.R. You're right, D.R. Ball. It's, it's, uh, it's time to let that one go. It's time to let that one go. Oh, J.J. Peterson. I did see what D.R. Ball brought his uh, kids to the basketball game. And didn't even say hello. Oh, you, you saw him? No. He tweeted us, didn't he? About dead end and, of course, having a joke about putting it on our tab. But Didn't even talk to you. I guess he talked to us when he called in on Friday. I guess, I guess oh. that qualifies as him talking to us. In person? I mean, he, he's got my phone number and didn't make an attempt to say hello. I guess you, I guess, I guess you ain't. Terrible friend. Time. Well, he's big time now because you know, he's doing podcasts and stuff. Oh, like yeah. So. Ain't got time to be messing with you. He's a, a blogger. Yeah. A blogger and a podcaster. Ain't got time to be messing with you, man. Uh, Brian Hunsucker on, on Twitter says, Hub's favorite recruiting story to tell us when Randy Moss was on his official visit, all he wanted to do the whole time was to go to the aquatic center and jump off the diving board. <laughs> and he did. Man. Like, how do you, how do you turn down Peyton Manning? I know Peyton was recruiting the heck out of Randy Moss. I guess Randy said, hey, you're not going to be here long, so I don't know if I'm going to come here. But well, Randy would not have made it anyways, apparently. He would have made it. He would have made it. He, he didn't make it at FSU. Yeah, but that's FSU, man. That's, you know. What's the difference? Bobby Bowden had it rocking and rolling then. I think, well, that documentary, Ran You, Bobby was like, man, you got basically one strike. Because remember, he came in. After getting in trouble in high school, the big fight that, that occurred, right. he was not allowed to go to Notre Dame. That's where he wanted to go was Notre Dame, but they wouldn't even take him. And then when he went to Florida State, Bowden was like, hey, man, you got one strike. They only gave him one strike. And when he failed that drug test, he was he was gone. I'm pretty sure he would have had a little bit longer leash at Tennessee. Because of the former cup? I'm just saying. We don't kick dudes off with just one failed drug test at Tennessee. It's going to take a little bit more to get dismissed. Now, if you're out here selling selling drugs with a gun in your car, man, you know. Oh, that that might make something happen. You might you might be dismissed, but one failed drug might test. Be. Yeah, you might be dismissed. <laughs> but one failed drug test, nah, nah. Randy would have never went to Marshall. Never been dismissed off just one failed drug test. Now, if you have multiple, and then you try to use a wizardator, then you you gonna you gonna be dismissed. You sound uh, pretty experienced in this department. Only because I know someone did that on our team. Uh. They got dismissed and tried to use one of those, and they failed multiple, multiple drug tests. Uh, Raleigh Vall says, "Tata out." I heard. Not sure if true. Yeah. Yeah. Dropped 27 against us in the first game. That is huge. I think that puts a lot of, a lot of, a lot of pressure on Severe Wheeler, who is a pass-first point guard. Now, he was making shots against us like everybody else. Um, but that is 
a very important piece for for Kentucky. And that man, they are promoting the heck out of this game. It's everywhere on ESPN. Every time I look up at ESPN, bam, right in my face. Mm-hmm. Deservedly so. Big time basketball game. In <coughs> went down the wrong too. <laughs> <coughs> my coffee went down the wrong too. Ooh. Oh man. And it's cold. Ugh. Could you drink that nasty straight black coffee? What what coffee is that? Just straight? Anything in it? Nope. Nothing. Straight. Straight coffee, homie. <laughs> Do we need to go to break? No, I'm good. Raleigh Vaughn says uh, NC State versus the Vols in a cotton bowl in Dallas. That's a, a dub for the Vols. I I would feel bad for C Mac because his team yeah, would be, take it take an L to our team. He'd be conflicted. Vols favorite tomorrow? Could see it. I don't uh, Kim Palm predicts a Tennessee win. At least he did last week. I'd be surprised if Tennessee was favorite. Hey, Tennessee moved into uh, top 10 of Kim Palm. Kim Palm, oh, it flipped. He was calling for a Tennessee win. Now it's a 71-70 loss. One-point game. I bet Kentucky's like a point-and-a-half favorite. Oh, yeah. I'd be surprised if Tennessee is uh, a favorite in this game. Um, Nashville spring game, trying to fly in from Raleigh. So just curious. That's the word. Tennessee's going to be having a spring game at Nissan Stadium. Possibly. That's the word. Seems like uh, a lot of changes between now and then. So, But I, we know it won't be in Neyland Stadium. Wrap around with the folky. There you go. Yep. Nice wrap around by Powell that we talked about earlier in the show. There's your favorite Vanderbilt player as well, Quentin Malora Brown. Um, but. It seems like as each day passes and each week passes, there's there's more and more doubt about playing it in Nashville. It still seems like it's going to happen, but there's, there's just a lot of moving pieces that, that's that's going to make it difficult. Just don't play one. I, I was about to say that. Just have another practice. That's what uh when A&M was renovating its mm-hmm. stadium, uh, A&M just instead of having a spring game, had an extra practice. What 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 would be really cool if playing at the Smoky Stadium? Everybody wants to play baseball games at the Smoky Stadium. Let's play the spring game. I'm I'm joking. I mean, I was thinking about it, but what I was saying is have enough people. do do what Iowa State is doing this spring and set up some practices at different high schools around the state. That would be cool. That would be like that would be cool. Set up a spring game. Do a practice in Memphis, do a practice in Nashville, and um, do another practice in Nashville. <laughs> Sorry, I just. What about Chattanooga? I, I, man, Chattanooga would be good. Chattanooga so recruits heavily in Chattanooga. The Baylor School. So I was thinking about a, a place east of Knoxville. Uh, go to Johnson City. Why? Why not? That's where you could have the spring game. Do the spring game in the, at ETSU Stadium. I don't know where else you're gonna do it if if Nashville doesn't come to fruition. Yeah, I think you gotta I, be able to seat people. Yeah, I think I think Tennessee should do it in Chattanooga at the Mock Stadium. That that would be a good option. I mean, same 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 UT family system. Same system. They are. 
But I like I like man just doing some doing some open practices at that would be cool at a high school. I like find a big high school and do it there. But you're right, Texas A&M just did not have a spring game at all the year that they uh, rebuilt their stadium. But I'm okay with not having a spring game. I am too. The only thing that for me the spring game is important for is for the fans to be able to meet the players and the kids to get autographs, stuff like that. That's like that's that's special. That's the most special thing about the spring game, in my opinion. Other than that, mm. yes. But if we want Tennessee to get better, we'll just have a another practice. We'll sacrifice the autographs, the meet and greets, and and whatnot, and just have another practice. So the football team is getting better, and we're we're happier in the fall. I'm cool with just having a practice and not not, not doing a game, and then um, still having the meet and greet and the autograph session for the fans and the kids. Like I, I, I think that would be perfect. I know one thing. Andy's going to be real upset. Who? Hmm. Andy. Let's get to C-Mac. C-Mac, good morning. First and foremost, ain't nobody conflicted about anything. NC State and Tennessee playing football? Who you rooting for? Don't. Secondly. Cap it, secondly, NC-Mac. Secondly, <clears throat> if I ever, Let it ever, ever, right to that ever hear you call me a coward again, McKee, I'm going to come see you. Don't act like a coward and you won't get caught a coward. Ooh. You know what? You know what? When you roll up to Big Shot Rob's house, his crib, I'll stop calling you a coward. Pause. Pause. I know you ain't calling me a coward when every day of your life you acting like a bia bia. You capped it now. (laughs) Now I know what the the C stands for. Capping Mac. Pause. 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 I know Jason ain't over here like... You know, instigating when he was the one hyping it up on Friday. Because you are a coward. We all know this. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm hyping up, man. First I'm, step I'm to change is, First step to change is admitting you have a problem, coward, Mac. I'm Don King over here. Yeah, I do have a problem. I, I do have a problem. I'm ready to admit it. I have a problem. That you like? Finally. I, I have a problem that, you know, I have... Uh, Same problem with ASAP I, Rocky? I, No. Um, I, I hate y'all so much, man. That's the only thing I wanted to say. You know, Ben, stop acting like a Bia Bia. Hey, man, it's Valentine's Day. I'm taking two, by the way. Well, is that, is that they supposed to mean something? I thought you were going in to, to ask us to be your Valentine. Boy, if you don't get up out of here, you don't stop playing with we me. We love you too, man. I love y'all. Y'all have a good Monday. <laughs> See you. <ya. clears> Chipane says it would seem like it would cost a whole lot of money to have a spring game in Nashville. It doesn't seem profitable for UT to host a spring game in any other city other than Knoxville. Exactly. Which is why I think it becomes less and less likely each day that passes that it doesn't become official. But you're not going to be able to hold a spring game in Knoxville outside of Neyland Stadium. There's nothing big enough that will hold fans. I mean, it, it, you would have to go to UTC or ETSU if you wanted to, to have a spring game where fans could attend. Yeah, how important is a spring game to, to the good people? 
would you would you sacrifice going to the spring game if you knew that doing a practice instead would benefit the football team that you cheer for more than just doing a practice? Excuse me, more than just doing a game where you'll be able to attend, but how much better can you get versus having a normal practice, like individuals? two-hour practice where, like, the ones are working versus the ones. You know, you're not sitting out watching walk-on, score touchdowns, and then having this inflated expectation of who should be playing quarterback because they threw a touchdown pass to a walk-on wide receiver in the spring game. Like, could, could fans sacrifice not going to the spring game if you knew that that practice would help your team be better I just, you know, Swain, I, I don't – actually, I, I've changed my mind. I don't think that we should get rid of the spring game. I don't. Because if you don't have a spring game, then who can win the Harrison Bailey spring game MVP award? I mean, we, we, we can't go a year without giving out that prestigious award. I mean, we know who our quarterback is, so, like, we don't have to – we don't need a spring game where everybody can see what the media sees for 14 practices, and then when they report the stuff, people don't want to hear it because they don't want to believe it. And then you get to the spring game, and then the second or third quarterback has a better day than the first quarterback, and then all the 14 practices are like null and void because it's what the fans saw in that one spring game. It happened last year with Harrison Bailey. It's like, oh, my gosh, Harrison Bailey was the best one. Well, because he's going against walk-ons. And so you had all this talk during the, during the, during the summer about, about quarterback because of, because of that. We don't have that this year, man, because, like, Hendon is the guy. There's no question that Hendon is the guy, so there's no reason for people to see spring game anymore. Chip says, I'm cool with no spring game. Uh, Whatever it takes for the team to improve, I'm down with. Uh, I feel the same way. It just how much would Tennessee be losing out on if if it's not being publicized on the SEC network though the the pub you get on ESPN and SEC network on TV during the spring game I mean are are you really missing out on something there because the only people watching are Tennessee fans correct correct I think as long as you have visitors like you want to make sure that. The, the key guys that you are recruiting and targeting, you want to make sure that those players have, have at least been to Knoxville to see how you practice, see how you coach, coach your players. Get that face-to-face time. I think that is extremely, extremely important. I think the spring game is an event that's important for the fans and guys like me that they come back like a lot of foreign players come back and this is when you know we get together if you don't have that spring game how many of those guys actually actually come back I don't know I think I would think it'd be a little bit different but you are making your stadium better a much needed renovation much needed you've needed it for years and as you look around the SEC and look at the facility facility arm race 
you, you got to make some improvements and get back, you know, in the top top half or top third of the of the league as far as facilities. So this is something you have to do. And if you have to sacrifice a spring game for one year, it's it's worth it. It's worth it. Volley Birmingham says no spring game is cool. Tennessee should make it up to the fans by letting them come to come for free to Ball State. It should be like a practice anyways. Well, I like where you're going with making it up. Make it up with an open practice in the fall. That's one thing that Butch Jones did I thought was was pretty freaking awesome was the open practice NFL environment. Because every NFL practice in fall camp is open. You get the you get the bright lights going, you get a scrimmage going, you get the crowd in the stands. I mean, if you don't do the spring game, you have multiple open practices, open scrimmages. Truthfully, you only have like really what three or four fall camp. Mm-hmm. You'd be lucky to get the four. So you make one of those, you make one of those scrimmages open. And then you make another practice session at Neyland Stadium open. And I think that I think that will make up for not doing a spring game. Why the referees ain't called nothing on a Vanderbilt player that shove vestibule like that? I don't know. Also, it wasn't a foul on Santi either. Like, a, it wasn't a foul. B, why did you not call the Vandy player for something? For, for for shoving Santi. I mean, he... he it was weird. It was weird. He was playing aggressive defense, had a beat on the ball. Rick Rick said that Santi was, was being too careless given the situation. But from, from my angle, and I didn't really see a good replay, but I, I didn't think he fouled him in the first place. Yeah, the push, the push after the fact. That got to be a technical. Uh, Chip Payne says the spring game is mainly just a show. It's not... Really important for the team to have fans there and all the chaos that goes with it. No, I did, I will disagree. I think the players really enjoy the spring game because of the fans. I think, like, as a player, it was just another practice until you saw the fans. Now, when you saw the fans, it put an extra pep in your step. I think, I think the team – Treat the spring game as as important because of the fans, but can't do what you can't do it. Big Daddy Mike says uh, ETSU has just just has the capacity for about ten thousand, and that includes standing room. So ETSU probably will be out of the window. What about UTC man, what's their capacity? I I would imagine it's somewhere in the same vicinity. I mean, there's not going to be a great option this year. I mean, even Nashville isn't a great option for the football team because you're going to have to pay a lot of money to, to send everybody over there and the equipment and the, mm-hmm. the staff, put them up in a hotel. and how much expensive real quick. How much did Rick Barnes say that trip to Nashville cost it, the one that uh, was was, was Memphis. canceled versus Memphis? I can't remember. 30000 It was a It was a nice number. I think 30000 Which that, that is a nice number for a basketball team with just – Probably 20, 30 people in the party. So you take you take that. Yeah, thirty thousand. 
Barnstead, Tennessee, approximately spent 30000 making the trip to Nashville. So then you take a basketball team that's like, what, 15 players and then a, a staff all together, what, probably 30, 35, 30 people? Mm-hmm. And then you times that by three or four. You're taking probably, probably five. 150. Yeah, because you got to include 150, the, the, equipment, the equipment team. And the, the team. Like, it honestly, it would be worth it just to not have it. It wouldn't be worth it to have it, is what I'm saying. Because then, I mean, would you make it free? Spring game? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. I just hope whatever happens, that folks are not trying to fire the AD and the president and the board trustees and the and the and the chancellor, like whatever happens, whatever happens, if it's not ideal to you, don't try to fire folks. That's all I'm asking. You think people listen? Nope. <laughs> you think I'm fire Danny White? They'll blame you. I mean, I, I just again, <laughs> I, how can you discuss such negativity here on the program? <laughs> I mean, don't don't you know that Nick Saban and Jimbo are listening right now, and they're going to take that information and and go recruit. Look, look at Tennessee. They don't even care about their fans. You think they're going to care about you? Look at it. Oh, they don't man. care about their fans. They're not going to care about you. Why would you discuss this? U- UTC twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. That's better. That's better than uh, better. ETSU. Yeah. I I do think UTC is better than ETSU, but I mean, even twenty thousand isn't great for for Tennessee. Chip says, you know someone's going to be hot. Oh, yeah. There's going to be so much venom spewed if Tennessee cancels a spring game because of stadium renovations. And they want to drop $200,000 on traveling to another city for the spring game. I say we take that money and put it into the NIL pot. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what I'm, the, the that's Nico, what I'm saying. The Nico and Dante Moore pot. Let's put yeah. that money into there. Hey, man, I'm a little. Open. I'm more open to Dante Moore. I'm more open. I mean, I, that, that Nico recruitment is gonna be. It's gonna be wild. It's gonna have a lot of turns. It's gonna be crazy. I'm. I'm. I'm open. I'm not Nico a bust. I'm open to other other options at quarterback for the 2023 class. I really am. Let's get to the phones. Get to Casey. Casey, to end good today's show. Morning. Good morning, Casey. That? Good morning. I agree that NIL money and a little positivity to the show. Y'all Knoxville. Oh my gosh. I can't believe how much it's changed. I haven't been in a very long time. Had the best weekend. Yes. I pulled a DR ball and did not get to say hey to you guys. And I apologize for that. Mm-mm-mm. I just got so excited running around the city and seeing um, what uh, just old places that don't even exist anymore and new yep. places and spent a lot, a lot of money at, at some great shopping and eating. Um, but yeah, um, anyway, I'm sorry to get to say hey to y'all, but the game was amazing. So much fun. Once our uh, tickets actually worked, we, we couldn't get in in the beginning, <laughs> had to buy new tickets. But um, yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, saw a few people from Vol, Vol Twitter. That was funny, too, to run into some people. But um, that the team is very, very fun to watch. They are, man, they like playing together. And Z in person is just incredible. What a scrappy guy. He I w- does not care how tall he is. No. He is 
it, it's amazing to see in person. So I hope Tuesday night they can pull off a win and, and um, TBA is rocking. That was a fun Saturday night. Did you recover fully? Are you you, you feeling good? Oh, Are you, you oh no, oh no. I I am uh I'm hurting. I've been up since three thirty with the kids. Oh. <laughs> it is uh yeah. I'll be I'll be fine. Takes a, takes a little bit longer when you're old. Yep. Like maybe a month. But um yeah, that was my first going out for in three years. So yeah, it was um it was fun though. Went to Peyton Manning's bar. That was interesting. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't all that I thought it was going to be, but that's all right. Good for the kids, the young kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Downtown's I, incredible. I was watching your I was watching your timeline all weekend. I mean, I wasn't stalking Man, anything. Sounds like it. Oh, that sounded we bad. So much fun. We um bunch of girls just hanging out. It was great. Yeah, it, so, it looked like you was having a really good time. Not to sound like a stalker, but again, I was watching your timeline and. <laughs> Get a kick out of uh, all your posts. My sweater, I had at least six old ladies stop me, ask me where I got my sweater from. It was cracking me up. I was like, oh, yay, the 70-year-olds love it. Did you get, it from, did you get it from here in Knoxville? I know I, I saw no, where you went no. to Alumni Hall, too. I, I went to Alumni Hall, went to Vault Shop. I went to ZW. I went to a couple other places, too. Um, now, my husband found that sweater. There's a store on King Street in Charleston, South Carolina, that does Yes Ugly Christmas sweaters, mm-hmm. and it had all NFL and college, and he got that for me. Oh, okay. Awesome. awesome. But it's not ugly. It's gorgeous. Well, you can't wait that long to come back. I mean, I'm sure it's been now, a very long time. When's the last time you've been in Knoxville? Embar- I'm embarrassed to say it's 2016. Oh, that ain't embarrassing. that bad. That ain't bad. You've had a lot of stuff going on. You got kids and stuff? I do. That ain't that bad. Yes. We're going to try to come back for a football game um, with the kids. Well, well, one of the kids, not that Porter's too young. But Jennings, we, we need to bring her to a game. She could she could handle it, maybe a noon game. or um, I, I'm not, She's not ready for Florida or Georgia. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 We're not ready for Florida. We're not ready for Georgia just yet. Oh, we've got to be ready for Florida. Yeah. That yeah. has to be it. Florida. That yeah. has to be the tech box of the year. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the one that we have to get past this year. It, it is definitely time. Um, yeah, but I'm going to the South Carolina game in Columbia this year with some with some actually Tennessee and South Carolina girls. We're gonna have a girls' weekend, so I think I'll be recovered by then. <laughs> Maybe if you drink a lot of water. But lots of water, lots of Gatorade. But hopefully, I'll see y'all in the fall. And, hopefully, uh, Knoxville is what a wonderful city. I'm so glad they've revitalized a lot of it. And I'm gonna tell you something. It's a Hell of a lot cheaper than where I live. So thank you, Knoxville, for those five dollar drinks. For sure, for sure. That's that's probably why you feel the way you feel. Eighteen dollars down here. Eighteen dollars. The barbecue is about fifty dollars. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Great. Anyway, well, y'all have a good day, and let's pull the balls through Tuesday night. That's right. Thank you, Casey. Good to hear from you. Thank you so much for calling. Man, that's cool. Casey finally got to Knoxville. Had a nice time. It's funny because people on Twitter, if you don't know who she is, people think she's like a guy because she, <laughs> she, because she loves her balls and tweets about them so much. She's awesome on and, Twitter. You know, her, her her face is not a profile, but if you go through her timeline, you know that she's a she's a girl. But like, it's hilarious that you know, some folks thinks thinks that she's a guy, but now she is. She is awesome. So happy for uh, her and family, and um, getting over here to, to Knoxville, having a good time. Look forward to, to meeting Casey in person, man. I didn't get a chance to do that this time, but maybe next time. 
That's our time for the Swain event. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Hour three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Reinventing men's healthcare. Make sure you go to a provider that you trust. I recommend the Low T Center. Make sure comprehensive health assessment. Get that taken care of, guys, so you can know your numbers, know where you stand, and know where you need to improve. Low T Center can help you with all of that and much more. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Hope y'all have a great Monday, Valentine's Day. Peace and a whole lot of love, especially on today. We are out same time tomorrow, 7 a.m. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue.